What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Bonjour now. Bonjour to you as well. How are you this fine Friday afternoon? We're really what off. What are we doing? We're really off schedule because I have the day off from work because I'm about to go on vacation for a bajillion years. Um, and so we were like, why don't we just record on like a Friday afternoon? I know, not like a and Thursday it, night or a Sunday or a Saturday morning. It feels like Sunday. Yeah. So my body's just like rejecting the idea that it's Friday. It's like, no, it's Sunday morning. Well, then you got here and you're like, where's Sam? And I was like, she's at work. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't be right. Uh, but we're excited. To bring to you our last episode of Team Chat Podcast for this year. Juke you. Scared you a little bit there. But no, it's just for this year. We're about to go on uh, Christmas is next week, so or like the next day after this episode comes out. Oh, so yeah. we're just we're gonna lay low for the rest of the year, have some time with our families and everything, recharge, rejuvenate for the comeback in the beginning of the new year. But so we're excited to bring this to you. But here on Team Chat Podcast, where we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate. And everything in between. New episodes come out Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on a variety of podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode on YouTube. Head over to teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen for a complete list of all the places the show is available. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server. Links for all that are in the description below. And finally, if you're really loving and enjoying what we're creating for you each and every week, head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month. You can help us make the show bigger and better, and in return, we'll give you a lot of cool perks. And if you don't, can't do that, that's totally fine. We completely understand, but we would still love your and appreciate your support in either writing us reviews, uh, sharing with your friends and family, Posting it on your social media, all that good stuff, because that as well helps us grow and be bigger and better than ever. Smash that like and subscribe. (laughs) That like and subscribe. But so since this is our last episode of the year, it's time to do our year in review. And we're going to start off a little bit, though, with uh, recapping, since we we teased that last week. We're going to talk about some of our favorite announcements from the Game Awards, which were earlier this month. And then we're going to jump into our games of the year and whatever else we really wanted to talk about to wrap up this 2019 gaming year. Indeed. Uh, I will say, just before we move on, so... Yeah, you know what I realized as you were doing the intro, hmm. and I got like a wave of happiness, like what? as I realized it. I know we, I know we just talked about it. I don't want to harp on it too much, but how does it feel to know that we're done with Life is Strange too? <laughs> <laughs> Man, see, it feels here so I sit, good. <laughs> I was about to say it's my game of the year, but no, I'm just kidding. I know uh, it's not. Yeah. No, I, I'm. Yeah, that was a. Uh, it like was just, it just was kind knowing of, we're done. I'm yeah, like, oh, and, thank and through God. that and that we can get. I'm see like I know I've been seeing on her streams that Fuchsia's been playing it, and I'm very curious to see what her thoughts are. Uh, on yeah, it all. me too. Uh, I'm sure that she will probably. I think she's gonna like it a lot better than we did. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's it's how these things go. Like some stories hit differently with other people with different people, and it's yeah. you know, and nothing so nothing you can do about nothing it. you can do about that at all. And so I just feel like for us, this one didn't click as well, but for others, oh yeah. I mean, lots of people have, have told us that they've really enjoyed it. But yeah, I will say lots of people who are. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, yeah, having that one behind us, and because that was—I mean, it was fun to do every episode of it and have it all—it's episode an episode dedicated to each episode. But still, it was episodic. We said it before, said it again. It's just not a great way to Never go. Never again. Just not a fan. Never Play it all again. at once, please. Give it yes. to me all at once. One yeah, big I wonderful will package. Wait it out. Yes. Same. Same. Uh, but yeah, so really quick, let's jump through our uh, a recap of the Game Awards. So we'll run through really quick the winners. Why we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this is really, and, and this is for me, and I'm pretty sure it's true for you as well, I didn't play the majority of the games that got nominated. Yeah, we really, you know, I will say overall for 2019, and we'll talk about this, you know, more when we're actually doing our own recaps, it really wasn't like a huge year in gaming for me personally. Same. In terms of what came out this year. Mm -hmm. I played previous releases that were stellar. Oh, yeah. But like stuff that came out this year, really none of these big titles were games that I was really invested in or even played. Right. So that way, we, we really didn't feel because of that that we could argue a lot of these points why this game should have won game we of the don't year know. Or not, because we don't know yeah we really don't beats the um, heck out of me I mean, in the game of the year category here we have control death stranding sekiro shadow just die twice resident evil 2 super smash brothers ultimate and the outer worlds the only one i played is super smash brothers ultimate great game wait so game of the year was sekiro shadows die twice yeah well, okay i'm i'm cool with that i am that's too. pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty cool with that also i would have i think the other one i would have preferred to see or maybe not preferred to see but the other one i would have liked to have seen would have been control and 
Yeah, I think Control, just because it, it got really well received, and it looks like it's a pretty unique fun game uh, of these i will say that control is the only one on my list that i do still want to obtain at some point yeah. it's just that it was like an expensive year because yeah. i did buy a lot of games Same. just not ones I that came too. out this year i know i've already got paid like pre-orders for like last was part two yeah, and, and like the collections like, editions of that and i'm like I, I i just can't i can't buy everything but i do that one's one that i want to circle back to for sure yeah uh action game we have uh, i played a few more of this in this one, oh, and by a few more, I mean I played two in this category. Apex it's Legends, Astral Chain, Devil May Cry 5, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. Devil May Cry 5 won. I would have preferred to have seen either Call of Duty or Apex. Personally. Oh, no, I strongly disagree with that. I can tell you right off the bat. I think Devil May Cry 5 is the perfect winner. The only other one that I would have liked to have seen was Astral Chain. And just because Apex Legends and Call of Duty, no offense, but they are so formulaic. They don't do anything new. They don't do anything different Ooh, we're gonna have some in their then. respective categories. They're just... They're just really standard, in one case, Battle battle Royale, and in another case, Battle Royale Light. <laughs> I mean, I still think Apex is the best of the Battle Royales. That is probably if true. They, I mean, I'm, I'm sure once we get to the point where there are enough Battle Royales to fill their own category, like that'll be... Oh, yeah, it probably you know, will be. It'll, be. it'll be one of the things later on. Um, but yeah, Devil May Cry, of what I've seen... Looks incredibly beautiful. Like the combat of it looks. I know. Uh, I think Brandon's a very yeah, big fan it of looks it. He's sung fun, its praises. Different, fast paced, yeah. and it's got like the pizzazz and the flair that action right. games are supposed to have. True. Like everything's like exploding Bayonetta, old on. Devil May Cries. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, action adventure game. Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice won this this category again. Uh, art direction control actually went to which I think is really cool because of how much of like gravity bending and like physics defying stuff is in that game I think that's really cool that it that it got uh I, I will it. say that I was really bummed that Greece didn't win this that category. That was the one I wanted to win. Because that was one of my personal games like that I really enjoyed of this year that yes. was new to this year. So, And it does have amazing art direction. Beautiful art. So I was pretty bummed about that. I would have loved to have seen um, an indie game and just Greece for what it it visually does for itself. I think it could have deserved it easily. Yeah, that was my, that was my pick for this category. Audio design. We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare as the winner there, which I agree. I think it's a really good call. Call of Duty has always had excellent gun sounds. And like just as far as as far as just like of how they go so far, it's not just the same sound for every gun. They even if in cases of actual weapons will use the actual sounds of that of that gun. And then not only that, it had some slight issues when the game came out with like footsteps being too heavy and different things like being too loud. And like overpoweringly loud. But once they've balanced that out, outside of that, like I've had the directional audio has been really great for me. I've I've enjoyed all the sound effects. It just is a really great sounding game. And I even realized that and I I made note of that when I was playing through it the first time in the campaign and everything. I was just like, man, this game sounds great. Good. So that was who, that was what I had picked for the, for audio design. The only other one that I heard people saying would be a really likely contender was Death Stranding, which I think had a lot of great sound effects. I guess effects. it could have a lot of places for like atmospheric sound yeah. effects and plus two with it being such a crazy original idea like it's you but know, that doesn't really have anything much to do with audio it's, design. I just mean it has it had room for them to play with it. Oh right. You know, and, to, and designing some of the sound effects and, and other things like that or what they wanted the world to sound like. Yeah. Uh, community support Destiny 2 took that took that prize. Content creator of the year, Shroud. I would have preferred Dr. Lupo or Courage, but that's just me because I watch those those two the most. I don't care uh, about... I don't even know who these people are. Dr. Lupo's awesome. Sorry. He's actually right now doing uh, tomorrow on the 21st. I know this is past for everybody who's doing it. He's doing a, a 24-hour charity stream for St. Jude trying to win uh, raise $2 million. And okay. on there and he set a very big record last year All when right. he did this so he's he, I, I really enjoy watching well, good for Lupo. him uh, esports coach we don't care don't, scroll past don't know. I don't, we're just not into the esports we're as much not, we don't know keep, keep scrolling uh, skipping the esports stuff keep a little go. bit more well esports, well, esports game. game okay we'll talk okay. about this because we do know the games we just don't know the uh, League of Legends one which I'm kind of surprised by because League of Legends, I mean, all these games have been around for several years at this point. It's still hilarious to me that Counter Strike is still on the is still on the list, but I guess it's because it's esports. But 
uh, still to see League of Legends come back, where uh, beating out like old favorites of Overwatch and even Counter Strike really is a pretty big deal. So I mean, in Fortnite, you know, one yeah. of the biggest award pools like of esports. Oh yeah, so that's, had its that's big surprising. first huge tournament and everything. One of yeah. its big tournaments this year. Uh, esports host, we got FG Jokes. Jokes. It's S Jokes. Yeah, I don't know how you're supposed to say that. The only one I knew was Golden Boy. And yeah, I, I knew love Golden Boy. Boy. He's really cool. Uh, esports player, Bugga. Yeah, that was great because he he won is. Fortnite, the Fortnite oh, championship. And he gotcha. won like a was, and he, isn't he like 14? 16. 16. But yeah, still. And super rich now. Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, esports team, G2 Esports. Family game, Luigi's Mansion 3. I thought this that is a was pretty really stacked nice. category. And yeah, like, it really is. Uh, and all Nintendo games, too, which I think is impressive. They've got, got the market cornered. Oh, yeah. Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker 2, Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. Ring Fit Adventure, I know we've been playing it. Sam and I have been playing that. I want to play more i want to circle around and do like a full review on it eventually but it's for what it offers and how you work out i'm wiped out after like a couple of the worlds and everything maybe that's Especially why it's nominated for mode. family game because it like tuckers your kids out and <laughs> you're like oh like, thank god oh, they'll go to sleep now uh but like when you do the boss fights against drago the big dragon dude those are so long and just how they have the the how you do your moves you'll do like 20 i think like 25 uh, not sets, but um, then you'll do an exercise twenty five times sets in a set. Like you'll reps, reps. Thank you. There That's what I was go. looking for. <laughs> uh, and so, like, especially when you're doing, and but it's it, like it'll have you do squats, but it's not just you go down, up, down, up. You'll like do a squat, and they'll make you hold it for like ten seconds. No, thank. Then you, you go up. It's. Tiring. That sounds too hard. <laughs> but I mean, it works really well. I, I another you know? game that I would have loved to have picked up at launch just didn't have the money for yeah, it. Yeah, uh, fighting game Super Smash Brothers Ultimate wins, which I think that's very fair. Yeah, and then fresh indie game Za. Oh, Disco Elysium. Yeah. That Z A U M was the developer. Okay, that, so the Disco. I Disco Elysium is one that I heard nothing about until, until it came now. out. And then I was, and then it suddenly was like, oh, it's hitting tens everywhere. See, in I reviews. didn't even hear about like, it wow, when it okay. came out. I heard about it here. Right. Like I didn't know anything about this game, but it does look really cool. Uh, in this category, though, I did actually play. Oh, Untitled yeah. Goose Game was Untitled nominated Goose for this Game one. and Greece were both in this category. And, and uh, my friend Pedro. Oh yeah, my friend Pre- my friend Pedro. Of these, though, I probably would have gone with Greece. Me too. Uh, you know, we're a little biased. It, I either would have picked Grease or Untitled Goose Game just because I think they're both really fun and different and they both tried something really, you know, unique. But from what I've heard from all of these games, they kind of all fit that same category. Right, so it's right. like, man. So what I'm hearing is that indie games are doing stuff that mainstream titles aren't doing and they're doing it so much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will say this year, I played more indie games this year, I think, than any other. Uh, than I had previously done, which is which is I'm happy about because that was something that I really wanted to focus on. I remember like trying to make that a goal last year, wanting to play more indies, and so this year I feel like I've finally been like using my Switch to its full capability. You know, like actually using it. Actually, did you do the uh, year in review thing that Nintendo set out? Oh no! Where you can go and like see how many hours your top played games and oh, all that. Oh, I actually stuff. don't. I haven't. I didn't do that yet. I'll uh, just to go actually... to the website and then like just sign in. Okay. Um, but I did it, and well, I think I played like 212 hours on the Switch. Yeah, 212 hours, 16 games played in 2019 on the Switch. I was pretty happy about that. Um, yeah, I'm never going to remember my login, so keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> uh, then we got Game Direction, uh, Death Stranding 1, Hideo Kojima won that one. And it was the same, I guess Outer Wilds is the only is one of the only differences from like Game of the Year in this category. Games for Impact, Gris did win. Okay, Yay! and I agree with that one a yeah, lot because it was a super... Emotional game for what it for what it uh, for what its story was because it was one that I felt like you know it's very abstract both in its art style and in and in the story it's telling but from what we could piece together from it is it was just about your in mourning your it's it's a grief you know overcoming grief and going through the various yeah. stages of that through this game and I just loved the whole package of it super simple gameplay but still had challenging puzzles that made you think the music was incredibly beautiful one of my you know it's a great soundtrack uh the art direction like we've already talked about phenomenal so gris is i think definitely deserved in games for impact 
independent game, Disco Elysium, beating out uh, other games such as Baba Is You, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose, and Untitled Goose Game. Katana Zero was pretty as a pretty great game. So I was I was, but I mean, again, Disco Elysium, like we were saying, is hit intense. Yeah. So that makes sense that it would win there. Mobile game, Call of Duty Mobile is what won there. I actually played that because I was like, I'm going to see what this is like. And I have to say, I was surprised that it actually is like one of the most, the smoothest first person shooters that I've ever played on mobile. Weird. It was weird. That's I was just like, weird. I, was, I pulled it up and started playing it fully anticipating to hate it. Just like I f- completely hated Mario Kart Tour on, on mobile. Did you oh, even play yeah. that? No, of course not. It was terrible terrible and so i was just uh because you turn by just tapping the sides of the screen no no th- thank no, you no the, so the phones are gyroscopic why would you not use that that to is turn? that's crazy that's what insane. is this about i also heard i don't know if this is 100 percent true but i think some people like kind of looked further into it and found that the uh game was full of bots Oh. Because the user base like actually isn't really that big, that's so it just kind of pre-populates it with terrible. bots. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I totally get that. Uh, multiplayer game Apex did win this, which I think for coming out this year and being uh, and taking the battle royale field by storm and like many hours of my life, I think Apex for sure deserves multiplayer game. I would have loved to have seen Tetris 99. Right? That would have been really funny. Just for like fun and because it's an awesome, weird battle royale game that's Tetris. Best narrative. Now, this is surprising to me that Disco Elysium did take this one. Uh, And it went up against Plague Tale Innocence, which I still want to play. Control, Death Stranding, and The Outer Worlds. And for as much as everybody was ra- has been raving about the out of war- outer worlds, I understand it beating Death Stranding because people have been with Death Stranding. Granted, this is from what I've read, not experienced myself, but that it is more the slower meandering. Like it takes a while. It's a slow burn kind of game. So, so yeah. So it makes sense that Disco Elysium would would beat over that. But that's honestly who I mean. I was somewhat expecting Death Stranding just to sweep. But I was, so I was kind of happy. It yeah, didn't. I'm glad that didn't happen too. N- nothing against it. Just nobody yeah. likes to see that happen. It's right. like, oh man. Uh, let's see. Ongoing game Fortnite one, which I bet uh, like in this category, I'm sure like Apex didn't win because it's in its first year. It's only a few months old at this point. Like mm-hmm. it's not even a year old. Uh, performance Mads Mikkelsen for Death Stranding. I agree with that Mads is amazing actor. So that's really cool to see. Although I'm sad, Ashley Birch didn't win. Love Ashley Birch. Uh, Disco Elysium won for role playing game. That one I thought was a little surprising. Yeah. Um, not knowing much about Disco Elysium, and by not much I mean nothing. But it did go up against Final Fantasy XIV uh, online and, and Outer Worlds, and Outer Worlds, and Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and Kingdom Hearts Three, which might be kind of a more niche market, but it did have you know a pretty huge splash mm-hmm. this year. So that that was pretty surprising to me too. I'm very surprised that Outer Worlds didn't take this category because I feel like from people in my circle. And just at large, pe- people were gushing about Outer Worlds the whole time. Uh, so that one was very surprising to me that it didn't win. Score and music, Death Stranding wins, which you can't listen to it. I mean, I guess on YouTube, but like you can't go on Spotify and stuff and listen to it. So I'm just like, that what? should That's automatically annoying. disqualify like, I want to be able to listen to it. Like, in, in this instance, I would have voted for Cadence of Hyrule. Me too. Because Actually, I probably would have voted for Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh, I haven't listened that to that game yet. has an amazing soundtrack. Oh, you want to get some work done? Put on the Sayonara Wild Hearts soundtrack. I'll have to listen to that later yeah. on today because I still got to finish up some editing before I go out before I leave for Christmas. So that'll be great. For Christmas. For Christmas. Like, Merry Christmas. So, Merry Christmas. Uh, Jarrett's Jarrett's beautiful beau Sam had like a crafting day the other weekend when Jarrett wasn't here so I came over and me and Sam and some of her friends did like Christmas crafts and I made a beautiful little wooden Christmas sign and instead of putting Merry Christmas on it I put Mer Christmas <laughs> and the Mer has two R's so it's Mer Christmas <laughs> nice I did eat your uh, I'm drunk ugly sweater Christmas cookie uh, wasn't that one nice yeah I, I like was that like one man I should have written on all of them because most of mine were <laughs> way uglier than Sam's <laughs> Sam and her friends can really decorate and she I was sent me like, the picture of that one and this. I was like that's amazing I love it so much uh, so we got a sports racing game uh I was honestly surprised Crash Team Racing Nitro Field took this one. I'm not, just because of how much total BS I heard about FIFA 20. And, you know, a lot of sports games are kind of just microtransactioned up to the gills. Mm. So Crash Team Racing did eventually introduce microtransactions too, but I won't say that I'm mad about it winning. Right, right. 
Uh, strategy game, Fire Emblem Three Houses. No takes surprise. That. No surprise there. Uh, VR or AR game, Beat Saber wins, which I'm sure makes sure, perfect makes sense. perfect sense. I am that is like Blood Beat Blood Saber Beat Saber Blood Saber. Well, I want to play that tr- game. Blood and Truth is right next to it, so I was reading both and got them confused in my head. Uh, but Beat Saber is like the one game that I want a VR system for. Yeah, like that's that to me because you're using lightsabers yeah. to smash and cut through boxes. What to the tunes of incredible songs? Oh yeah, I'm there. I'm all about it. So that that runs through all those categories in the winners. And they made some a couple other announcements, a few of which we picked out our three big ones. We hinted at, at one of them in our last week's episode, or not really hinted, we straight up talked about it. But the, I think the biggest thing for both of us was the Hellblade 2 trailer, and that just being a complete out-of-left-field, unexpected thing. Well, it is out-of-left-field and very big, but not bigger for me. Okay. So my so other one is the then, biggest okay, one, okay. but we're still both really so excited about Hellblade... It. Again, like we were talking about last week, was such a great game for us last year uh, when we played through it. And to be able to go back and explore that world more, see where it takes us into the future in this and what Sinua is going to be like in this in this game. Plus, it looks beautiful. It does. I mean, the the other one did too, though. It's right. just a good-looking game. Ninja Theory knows how to make a beautiful-looking game, and it looks like, especially with now uh, being onto the new Xbox, you know, it's it'll be on the Xbox Series X and everything like that, and now they do have that Microsoft money. Like, oh, man, like they can just up, already upgrade an incredible game that they've made and just make it look sound plays so much better i'm i'm super excited for that plus again as we talked about the trailer is amazing it is it's so cool very well done uh so your biggest thing then your favorite announcement go why don't you talk about that bravely one? default 2 so that might be a really confusing title to hear and i can understand why so to clarify there's bravely default originally for the nintendo uh 3ds okay so there's bravely default its direct sequel is called bravely second I know that's very confusing, Mm -hmm. but it's called Bravely Second. And then the same studio also worked on Octopath Traveler. Right. So this game, Bravely Default 2, is not Bravely Second. I don't know anything about it other than the brief trailer they showed. All I know is that it looks like a kind of a blend of what I guess the team learned in Octopath Traveler Mm -hmm. combined with what I would assume is going to be the combat mechanics of Bravely Default, which what more could you ask for? Like that sounds 100% up my alley and I cannot wait for this to eventually come out. Uh, They say it's coming out next year for the Nintendo Switch. Unknown when, I'll take anything. I mean, if they're announcing it now, it'd probably be like October, November. I would think so. I would think summer at the earliest, right. but it's probably going to be allow for fall. a delay in there. So yeah. m- maybe like de- late November, I don't December. Know. The Bravely games don't really get delayed. Okay, Octopath didn't get delayed. That's true. That's very true. They know what they're doing. That's true. They make they spit out the good games. <laughs> JRPGs know what's up. Uh, and then the other big thing is that yes, Xbox finally unveiled what their uh, what they had been previously referring to as Project Scarlet as the Xbox Series X. Why in God's name wouldn't they have just called it the Scarlet? What is wrong with I guess Microsoft? Just because they want to keep. I mean, because that would. I don't know. I mean, I guess because it's so much. The Series X. Yeah. It's That's a lame name. The, name. the names are getting confusing at this point. There are a lot of different names and monikers. I think it was, wasn't it uh, Bro Mogan who shared in our memes, like this this discussion of like, no, I want an Xbox. Oh, do you mean the Xbox One S? One S? No. Uh, is that the latest one? No, that's actually the One X. And it's like, wait, but there's, the Series X. No, that's not what you're... No. All this different stuff running they through. They gotta it. get better at naming. It's like, I understand, like, PlayStation has done it right. And Nintendo really. One, two, three, four. Very easy. (laughs) Very easy. Uh, Nintendo, they don't even really necessarily stick to a name, to a numerical name. They just name it different things. That's also because they go the most out. Right, right. With what they're going to offer. So so yeah, but Xbox, it's like you started off with Xbox, then you do Xbox 360, then you do Xbox One, then you do start adding like SX, all these other things to it. And now we got Series X. Go so with your it's cool just, project names. Yeah. Project Scarlet Branch was a out cool at this name. Branch out a little. But so, it's still exciting. Right. I got to say, though, I love the shape. I like 
like the design too. It's like a it's like, like a tall a tall rect- uh, rectangular cube. Yeah, it's, it's, just it's a, really awesome looking. It's it's a long GameCube. <laughs> yeah, it's a tall. Yeah, game it's a tall cube. GameCube. They have said though for people who are worried about it, like, uh, what? Why do I have to? Why is this vertical? You can play it horizontally. Just lay it on. Of side. course you can. You can do the same thing with your PlayStation. Right. Which, What's with wrong the PlayStation, with PlayStation? I don't understand why you would set that vertically. Actually, I used to keep mine vertical all the time. Oh really? I don't now because it doesn't match my uh, entertainment center. But I used to always keep mine standing. Huh. I'd always just for me the stands that they always had looked like they were they wouldn't ever really hold it up. That oh, I well. didn't have mine on a stand. Oh, you literally just yeah. Set it I just on like to live life on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerously, <laughs> I live dangerously. But uh, but yeah, so there's a couple new things, exciting things coming our ways from the. There game were Awards. some other announcements, but yeah, we were like, uh, like I mean, I'm still excited about Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. I'm gonna that call looks, it Sushi Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that looks a ton of fun, uh, and it looks like it's going to be an amazing adventure. And it's especially it's a big variation too, a difference from Sucker Punch of what they've as ter- in terms of the adventures that they've made. So seeing them coming out with like this new IP and it looks beautiful, but it also like wasn't it's like be, a pure announcement because oh yeah, we we've already seen so much about Ghost of yeah. Tsushima already. It was just another trailer showing yeah. off more of it, and it looks great. Um, but yeah, now some new games for like P- the PS5, that Godfall. Uh, Player Unknowns, uh, the team behind PUBG has made, announced some new games, some other stuff coming out, but those were our, our big things and our big announcements. Yeah. So any other thoughts that you had on the Game Awards? Nope. I did manage to get into my Nintendo thingy while Ooh, you were okay. talking about so, this. So what are your stats? Uh, my number one game, no surprise in terms of time played, Hollow Knight. Yeah. Followed by, this is actually a little surprising, Stardew Valley. Oh, I guess really? just because I logged more hours in Stardew the previous year, which isn't surprising. I kind of split it up. Uh, followed by Celeste and Octopath Traveler. Nice. So um, I played 264 hours in total gaming time. Um, I played 21 games and or demos, wow. which not going to lie, I kind of don't remember all of them. I was surprised mine said 16. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, really? I bought that many? So we'll have to actually see my most. Wow, I played not at all in February. Look at February. Oh, wow. Four hours. Did I just not game in the month of February? What happened there? Uh, January and November and, you know, some of the summer months were my biggest ones. This is fun. Yeah, isn't it cool? I love I love your thing. review things. And I feel like PlayStation has done one, too. So I'm really... They have. I They'll want them to come out with another one. do it in January. Uh, I think they sense. did it around that time last year. Uh, my my top three, my th- top three most played games, I was surprised my number one was New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, huh. which I was like... I'm, I can only think that maybe, oh, I think Sam played played at some oh, on my profile because okay. we had already unlocked so much of it and she, she was playing there. That makes more sense because I was like, I know I didn't play that game more than Civ Six, which is my number two. Uh, my number three gotcha. game is Blasphemous. Oh, neat. Um, 212 hours played and then number of games, 16. Yeah. So we're going to move in then to our game of the year, talking about it. And so uh, building off of... Con- sign- somewhat of the same note with the game awards since we didn't play a, a I, I just feel like I missed a lot of games this year. So no, you know, that just happens sometimes. And so we wanted to do it a little differently where we would pick a game of the year of games that came out in 2019 that we played, but we did still want to pick a overall game of the year from what we played last year, like our favorite out and out favorite of the last year. Um, do you did you happen to make a list or know which games you did finish? I didn't make a list, but I've got some like stuff kicking around in here. Okay. Okay. Well, do you, do you want to start off with that or I can read off my list? So, quick pause. Yes. I thought you said we were just picking one game. We are. I was just I just normally oh, okay. read a, game, a list of the ones I completed. Gotcha. I didn't oh, know no, if you I made that too. No, I don't keep a list of games. Oh, okay. Like okay, okay. So, um so really quick the games that I f- played this year uh, were Gris, Greece. Sorry. On the Switch, Life is Strange 2, uh, Episodes 2 through 5, because it was released this year. Anthem, Apex Legends, Life is Strange, uh, Life is Strange again, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, Katana Zero, Ori in the Blind Forest, Rage 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, My Friend Pedro, Civilization 6, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and again, life, finishing out with Life is Strange. So I'm still working through a few, like Blasphemous I'm still working through. I'm still working through uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. With, because I'm not done with it yet, I'm not including it in the running for this year of my stuff, because I feel like I can say it's great in what I've played so far, but I need to take the whole full game into account before I can say anything. So even though, yes, you're like, Jared, why aren't you talking about this game more? It's because I'm still working through it, so yeah. get, to, get to it eventually and update it for next year. Indeed. I'm sure. 
Uh, many of mine were the same, except that most of mine aren't actually from this year. Yeah. So, of course, my two big ones are Hollow Knight and Celeste, but they actually weren't released in 2019. Were they? No, Celeste they was weren't. last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just check. Because they won a lot of things. Like, yeah, uh, my like other sense of time is stuff, real yeah. messed up. So, uh, Celeste and Hollow Knight were honestly probably my two like favorites, but they're not 2019 games. So, of the 2019 games I played, it would have been similar stuff. Anthem, which. Uh, Life is Strange 2, which also pretty met on, and Greece and mm-hmm. um, Untitled Goose Game. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, those are some of the ones that I was like, yes, those are actual like good games that I did really enjoy. So my list, I think, is longer than that, according to what my stats tell me. Right. But I don't, oh, like Owlboy, that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 Owlboy. Yeah, but... Uh, didn't snake pass snake pass snake pass (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i mean honestly this year for me it was a lot of playing the switch i play you know that's where i play katana zero my friend pedro i've been playing a lot of civilization six blasphemous have all been on there uh i've been very much surprised how much i've taken to the switch in the last year and that's been really great for me um i feel like it's been it's been good it's and it's also been fun for me too because i've now like sam has her switch and she plays uh, stardew valley and stuff like that and it's been great that we've just had it's it's been fun like sitting on the couch next to each other playing our respective switches and stuff like that or her playing that while i'm playing something on the ps4 in case you weren't aware the uh newest update for stardew valley did make it to it the is, switch it by is now. out so yes I haven't, got, I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but I, I told I tried Sam it last night. Oh, how was but it? Yeah, me and one of my friends tried. We like made a total new farm from scratch. We did. This is important to note. So remember how from the update notes I said that they were going to give you the ability to have separate wallets. Yes. So we tried that at first, and we were both like, "Wow." We're each individually so poor that this system is not benefiting us. Oh, really? You, can't, because, you couldn't do anything? No. Well, we could, but it it made it more it made it that much harder because it's like, okay, well, we both planted these crops. We both watered them. But if only one of us puts them into the receiving box, you're the only one that makes the money. So it's like, do you like have to harvest them 50, 50 and then each put them in your box. You each have to have like your own little plots. Exactly. So it wound up not really being like the communal experience that we were hoping for, but we did find out, and this is very important, much like with divorcing a spouse in, uh, stardew valley you can recombine your funds by Uh, going to the mayor's house so if you do make a terrible mistake and you choose to separate your funds which in the early game sucks in the latter game i'm sure it makes a lot more sense like after you've managed to build up a bit of wealth but if you're starting a total new file share those resources go all in don't don't keep separate bank accounts Mm -hmm. you can separate them back out later uh so that we did find that to be very helpful for sure that's good to know that is good to know because that would have been super annoying but unless you're like like at Sam's case now, where she's rolling in like two hundred grand a day, it's just like good, good lord. Yeah, she can have her separate bank account. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be living on like my one hundred gold like, a day. Mm, can I just have an allowance, please? Please. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. What would you say then is your game of the year of twenty nineteen release? So my game of the year of twenty nineteen, it's got to be Greece. Really. Yep, it's the only one that I played that I feel like had kind of a little bit of everything that I was looking for in terms of it had a great soundtrack. Not the best soundtrack I've ever heard, but it had a really good... It had some really great moments. It did have some really great moments. And overall, you know, its soundtrack was frequently more ambient mm-hmm. than like big and punchy. So in terms of did it work in the game, absolutely, 100%. So it had great soundtrack, some of the most beautiful art direction I've ever seen. Uh, I think that visually that's one of the most iconic games I've played in the recent past. I think it looks amazing. It flows visually in a really pleasing way, like as you watch the world unfold and as you watch the world, in some cases, uh, shift and change around you. I thought that that was just beautiful. Uh, The play was very simple in terms of the mechanics, but it was really satisfying. There were nice little puzzles that you had to get through. And in terms of just its story and its emotional journey i thought it was really well done so in terms of what i've played in 2019 that was stellar greece is one of the only ones that i can really say that's a very good game Mm -hmm. untitled goose game would have been a little bit higher if it had been longer Uh i know that it has all of that latter game stuff that i haven't gotten to yet but i do wish that it had been or that it will eventually be maybe someday expand out to other towns or that it just had more areas within town. Uh, it's a great game. Would love to go back and continue playing it and probably will continue playing it. But in terms of a perfect like contained game that did exactly what I expected and more, Greece is number one. Nice. Nice. Uh, so my 2019, this was actually 
Of the 2019 games that I think I played, like, again, of the 2019 ones only, uh, Greece, uh, Life is Strange 2, Anthem, Apex, Katana Zero, Rage 2, and my friend Pedro, and, Call- and Modern Warfare. Uh, of those for me, it was honestly a fairly easy choice of my 2019s. And it was, it was actually, it came down between three choices. I would, I would have said uh, Katana Zero, Apex, and Modern Warfare. Hmm. The one that I think, and because like I said, since I'm not counting a Jedi Fallen Order in this, I think for me, of those three, I have to give it to Modern Warfare. Oh, really? Yeah. Classic Call of Duty, bro, eh? Well, <laughs> yes, I will accept that moniker for this. because I was it hoping is, for Katana Zero, Katana and you let Zero, me down. Katana Zero was a really great game. It's just, I finished it and have had no desire to go back yet. Ah, gotcha. You know, it's like, it had it's real, it was an incredibly fun game to play through. I love the combat system of it. I love the, like being able to go through and it's slowing down that it's slowing down time mechanic to dodge and slash through enemies. And then it gives you that full speed time uh, replay through and everything like that. I thought that was really great. And I did love its soundtrack is super great. Uh, some electronic music. It's a perfect one for like going running, getting yourself really pumped up and it just fit perfectly well with the theme and, and look of that game. But in apex even too talked about it a lot. I've spent countless hours in apex um, going through very, playing through that and everything racked up some really good wins had some really good kill streaks and it's just, and it's just a really smooth well done game modern warfare though for me takes it in the fact that it is it is very much like yeah me being a call of duty bro in the fact that call of duty modern warfare the original 2007 was one of my favorite games, games. of all time and to have this follow-up this year which i think it it's not a complete like retelling of the original story. It is a reboot in that sense, but you still get those old, uh, the old, like Captain Price is like, is, is in the game and everything. And he's still just as cool as ever. And there's other like little hints and nods to the old, to the old game throughout that were just excellent. Whenever I played, whenever I came across them in the campaign, the campaign itself was one of the best call of duty campaigns that I've played in recent memory. And so, uh, it was just, so it hit on the story wise, had some really great, uh, really great notes there that I super enjoyed. The multiplayer feels like old Call of Duty multiplayer again. It's not so much about having these super advanced powers or and abilities and everything like with all the specialists from Black Ops Four. Granted, those are fun, but I often find myself being overwhelmed in those games just from the sheer amount of stuff. You're, I don't, I don't know. Th- those games in the multiplayer feel very overwhelming to me. Not to mention, so much of it was locked behind paywalls in those old games. In this one, it's not. They did release season one, and that's what we're in the middle of right now of their battle pass system because that's what they're doing for this in lieu of DLC packs and other things like that. So you can pay ten dollars to get access to this battle pass, and it will, and that gives you as you play like typical battle pass, you'll unlock guns, you'll unlock skins, you'll unlock more in-game funds and other charms. Calling cards, emblems, things like that. Charms that you can like hang on your guns. And oh, stuff like gotcha. That. I was like, like an Hollow Knight? <laughs> do you, I mean, I guess. Do you yeah. slap them on your gun and they do things? Yeah, it's like a little keychain that hangs off the side of your gun. <laughs> and so, you know, but on top of all that, and so, but then they also have some like microtransactions in there, but they're all purely cosmetic things. And like, the, and sometimes they'll be like, or different versions of other guns and things like that. So it's, it, you know, it stays away from like pay to win. But I love that they went back, even though they did have that snafu about the, the controversy right before launch about this, that one mode of the special ops that was only available to PS4 players for a, a year. Oh yeah. And it was just like, How dumb. okay, that's dumb. But still though, I'm so glad that Call of Duty finally wisened up got away from the dlc and that's that as they admitted separated their player base into people who didn't have it and did which caused you know uh matchmaking issues or just constantly just being like the having this divided base they got rid of that and moved to free content drops and we're getting some incredible maps out of this like they're bringing back old ones from the original modern warfare they just released shipment which i've talked about before is a super small map that's only that's around these shipping crates it's frenetic it is crazy i love it um they brought back crash which is an excellent map and vacant from this i actually was playing i meant to post the uh I meant to post it because I played a match on vacant, which is just this one that takes place in like this old abandoned warehouse and everything. And I, and it was like, 
I wanted to, and I was going to post it with the the caption of bring back, bring me back, give me the classic maps. I give you the classic scores because I was like top of the list, 53 kills and like 20 something deaths. It was an insanely good round for me. And so it's just like to have, and I'm, and to have that and to get to experience again on this new system and, or on this new game and everything with the, with the upgrades and the element the technological updates and everything from it that come from over 10 years of, of a gap between the two. It just felt like coming, coming home. Really, right. Honestly. And for that, I think I have to give the, my game of the year to that's Call gotta be Modern a good Warfare. feeling. Oh yeah. yeah. Plus to plus two, the, the soundtrack is really good too. Uh, it's composed by Sarah Shackner and who did the music for Anthem and a few, and uh, like Assassin's Creed origins, incredible composer. She was actually, uh, you know, how Spotify does your, your, end of year stats she was my most listened to artist of this very year very nice and so it like her so on the modern warfare soundtrack is very it's low it doesn't have a lot of like over the top moments but and, and this is what i think sarah shiner is great at is building these brooding slow like you get the the emotion and the impact from it just from like how it like slowly builds and simmers but it just has these underlying like beats and tones beneath it all that just build this like the sense of like that keep you like anxious especially in these more action heavy games like this and like the one song even though i will say the map itself in the game and the multiplayer is not great piccadilly circus uh but in the game and everything in the single player campaign when you play that i think is great is a great moment, but uh, the music for Piccadilly is it's very it's nice. It's chef's very nice. kiss. Oh yeah, chef's kiss to it indeed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I think for all those reasons, I ha- I have to give it to Modern Warfare. Fair enough, a fine assessment, good sir. So did you already say your your non twenty nineteen? Oh yeah, Hollow Knight. Uh, duh. Hollow Knight, duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's arguably the best game I've ever played. Right. Period. So if it had been 2018... Well, yeah, because that's true. You did put it as your number one, your yeah, new number one when I we did. updated our top ten that list. That is correct. Right. Uh, Hollow Knight blew everything else out of the water with such gusto that I'm amazed anything else still remains. <laughs> but yeah, I did play some really good games. It's just that Hollow Knight was easily number one mm-hmm. by just uh, the longest shot you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think for me, I mean, honestly... After talking through it again, right there, like I think Modern Warfare still might kind of be my overall for this year. I, I guess I could give the honorable mentions to two other two other games, and these were the ones that I was contending for my for my uh, like 2018 or pre or older game game of the year. Uh, I was going to give it to either Ori or Red Dead Two, honestly. Oh, okay. Obviously, we I've talked about both of those games in length. Well, Red Dead not as much, but Red Dead is one for me. It was one that after I completed the game. And re- and thought back on it and thought back on the moments of it, even though, yes, it took me like over a year to play through the game. Um, and I know like I had some moments where I were on other things and wasn't playing it constantly throughout that whole time. But as I came back to it and thought about it more and thought about and especially too, even when they released like the soundtrack and everything for it, it where I could listen to that and like remember the moments of the game while listening to the music. I was just, it's just like it's incredible. It really is kind of an incredible game and an incredible achievement. I really wish that it didn't have the the uh, the blight of crunch over the it crunch. that uh, that that you know that came that came out of right before it was that about sounds to release. like Captain Crunch's like Bizarro World <laughs> equivalent the blight of crunch, the blight of crunch. That's <laughs> or like his blood him made. Captain Crunch is like a bloodborne boss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. But so I think Red Dead, to, I think both of those games deserve honorable mentions for this one. Uh, like I said, Katana Zero was also an outstanding game that I played in the last year also uh, and everything too. I, I mean, all the games I played this year, I, I will say that's a good question then. What would be say your biggest disappointment of the year would be? Oh, that's a tough one. So many disappointments. You know, really, it probably is Anthem. Mm-hmm. Just because in terms of how much potential it had in theory, it really didn't deliver on any of its long-term goals. And the fact that, you know, it was just so rife with problems that its online community pretty much fell off the face of the planet so quickly. Uh, I would say that Anthem is probably the biggest disappointment. Uh, that was going to be it for me too. Um, I think I really do think I had a lot of hope for that game. I wanted it to be amazing because it and looked it could, like it was going to be amazing. It could maybe even still be amazing if they would just fix it. Well, they're actually, so I'm looking for the new story right now. Uh, they're at, and they are doing a, uh, they have a like holiday winter event going on right now. They do? Yeah. And I was, I've been meaning to log on and actually see if there's any like really cool stuff that 
like skins or anything like that that I'd want to try to unlock because I booted it up during the Cataclysm event again and again I was just reminded like the mechanics of this game feel amazing it's the flying so, yeah, the combat so rewarding it just needs way more variety yes. it's just too one tone there needs to be a lot more to do there needs to be more enemy types mm-hmm. there needs to be it just needs more of itself yeah and it needs more just i already said it I, it needs more variety yeah. yeah so unfortunately it just doesn't doesn't quite have those things but here's the cool thing though hope is Possibly on the horizon for Anthem because this is a month old article now on the on November 15th. Jason Schreier of Kotaku said, uh, wrote this article. Sources Bioware plans a complete overhaul for Anthem. Uh, so they might says, Final Fantasy 14 it you or, never or uh, No Man's Sky it. Oh, where it yeah. like comes out. That's kind of what the, this article gave the uh, gave the impression of that they're really going to try to revamp it and change a whole lot of it. Uh, so, a couple brief excerpts from this quote: "Recent silence and a couple of high profile departures from Bioware have led fans and pundits to speculate that the studio has abandoned its most recent game, Anthem." <laughs> But the opposite is true. For the last few months, Bioware and parent company EA have been planning an overhaul of the online shooter, according to three people familiar with those plans. Some call it Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next. Many of the details are still in flux, and there's no clear timeline for the Anthem Next project just yet. In fact, from what I've heard, the developers at Bioware haven't even decided how it'll be distributed. They're still figuring out whether updates should be released all at once or over an extended period of time. I say just do it all at once. I think so. I think I think really that would be the best move. Because, I think so too. Do it all at once, and you'd better freaking make it free. Well, because that's what uh, that's what uh, No Man's Sky did. Like they came back, you know, they they went back to the drawing board, changed a whole lot of stuff, and then finally like had this big push. They've released updates after that to add in more features but the big major changes and all the new things that they were going to do to say hey here's no man's sky brand new ready to go came out all at once and it and needs, I think to the anthem needs to be a complete game thing. oh yeah and i mean if they do i will give it another shot i still oh same if they do that reason, i will come back to it yeah for some reason heartbeat. i still own my copy so if they fix it i will give it a try but if they try to charge me even one dollar for those updates hell no yeah. they need to fix the loading times and they need to put a lot more new stuff in there yep so it's uh it's gonna be it's going to be great. Uh, there's a quote later on in the article that says, quote, we spent a few months just tearing it down and figuring out what needed to change fundamentally, in parentheses, a lot, said one a person lot. on the project. And we've been rebuilding for another few months since. Okay. So it's like, that's a month old. No, Nothing else has come out since then about it. But still, that gives me hope because I, like I was talking, like we talked about it and we've said that we would go back to it. You know, like my buddy Kyle, like he... He's talk, he got really into Anthem 2 when it came out, and it's just the same thing. We, we like all dropped off because we just felt like there wasn't enough there to keep us there. But if yeah. they can come back and bring it, bring us back into the fold with some really great content, maybe even like a revamped story and some other things like that to really keep us active in it, Fix I would the be ending. back in a heartbeat. Fix the ending of the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Make it different. It's just not great. <laughs> Make it better. It's not great. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, so that's our biggest disappointment for the year. And so we've kind of talked about our, fa- our, our biggest games of the year and everything. One, let's talk about really quick one of our other favorite subjects in gaming, soundtrack. What do you think, though, is your favorite soundtrack from this year? And it doesn't have to be necessarily, again, this one doesn't have to be yeah. from this year. No, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat because I don't care. The best soundtrack of all time in any video game is the Hollow Knight soundtrack. <laughs> duh. Literally duh. It's the perfect Every single track is amazing, mm-hmm. except Deep Nest, because it doesn't really have music the way that you think that it does. It's mostly just ambiance. But every single track is just astonishing. City of Tears, Queen's Garden, Crystal Peak, uh, Green Path, you know, even Forgotten Crossroads, Kingdom's Edge, all of them. Yeah. All astonishing. I listen to the extended versions on repeat all the time. I don't have Spotify, but if I did, the Hollis Knight soundtrack would be number one. Uh, and yeah, I have no qualms about any of what I just said. 100, 100% true. It's the one of the best soundtracks of all time. Very nice. Maybe potentially not the best one, but really high up there. Very cool. Uh, I would have to say that my top soundtrack for this year it's a toss-up between two that I was originally thinking of. Anthems, because Anthem, for the, the what the game lacked, the soundtrack was outstanding. The soundtrack was good. Uh, again, another great one from Sarah Shackner. Or the music of Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. Which I think, I think I got to give it to Red Dead. Oh, okay. 
okay. The soundtrack now the game came out last year. Yes, the soundtrack didn't officially come out release until this year, which is dumb. Which yeah, why so long? Very stupid. So it it counts. It counts. Uh, if it w- if we are counting technical going off the technicality of a game that came out this year, then yes, it would be Anthem. But I think uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, the music there is uh, Woody Jackson and Bill Billy Elm are the composers there. And then they also so, but they have like they did two volumes. So they have music that was like from inspired by. So it has like this one. It's like actually one of my favorite songs of the year. It's called Unshaken. It's by D'Angelo, and it was and it's featured later on in the game. Then there's a couple like Willie Nelson songs on there. Cruel World. There's one even uh, Cruel World, a cover of Cruel World by Josh Holm of. Um, Blanking on the name. Green Day. No, not Green Day. Uh, I don't know what the get panic at the disco. No, uh, <laughs> My Chemical Romance. No, damn it. What is it? What is this? Uh, Paramore? Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> sure. That's Queens of the Stone Age. That's where say. I was going. Uh, Josh Holm, he does a couple on there. There are some other incredible tracks on that one as well, like um, Mountain Banjo, I think, is a, is a great one. But then if you move over to the actual soundtrack soundtrack the, the and everything... There are just some incredible themes, ones that borrow from the original Red Dead. And but then there are some, a couple of great ones like uh, Sadie Adler Widow, I believe is what that's called. Uh, what is it called? Miss Sadie Adler Widow. Plus, I also love how the titles are uh, like the first one by 1899, The Age of Outlaws and Gunslinger, Miss Sadie Adler Widow. Uh, banking the old American art, you know, it's just like really cool names like this, but there are some outstanding tracks. The, the Sadie Adler widow has this really intense string section near the end of it. It, That just is very, it's what's great about the red dead's soundtrack for me is that it's a blend of old West sounds and feels, but combined with more with modern instrumentation, such as like a more modern, like drum, like you can tell the percussion is mostly from a drum kit. Uh, it has electric guitars and other things like that in it, but it still maintains this old Western feel and just, and then add in some stringed instruments like in Sadie Adler, Miss Sadie Adler widow, or even the other one, uh, Icarus and friends, great, other great soundtracks. And I just think overall, com- it, this is one of the things, the more I listened to it, the more I loved it kind of thing. Um, like I said, Anthem was great. It, it had some really impressive, like this, like new agey sci-fi sounds to it that I think, again, Sarah Shackner does incredibly well. Suited its environment. Yes, for very sure. much suited its environment and was one of the top things that I took away from that game. Uh, but I think for the achievement of what Red Dead 2 offers in terms of its score, I think I have to give its favorite soundtrack to that. Right on. So. Well, kudos to The Dead of Red. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I think I think I'm trying to think if there was anything else really from this year that I was like super big on. I'm I'm hoping in this next year that I can get back into playing and staying on top of current releases. I I feel for for me that was kind of a like a thing that kind of not not held us back held me back or anything like that in terms of everything, but just I just felt like very behind on games this year and I'm hoping that next year I can stay more on top of them. There's still a few from 2019 that I still really want to catch up on. Didn't get to play Return of the Obra Dinn. Mm-hmm. Honestly, can't remember if that was a 2018 game or not at this point. No, I think it was... Because it was, it was at 19. the Game Awards last year. Was it? Yes. Oh, then yeah, it would be 2018. All right, so I still need to catch up on Return <laughs> of the Obra Dinn. I do still want to go back to Control, and I really do want to play uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. And those are just probably the only few that I think maybe at some point very aspirationally uh, a Plague Tale Innocence. Yeah. That'd be so I would, it, it looks like the kind of game that I would really like and I do love the stealth elements, but it also looks sad and I'm not sure I want to be sad. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sayonara Wild Hearts is like, hey, you want a bunch of bright colors and motorcycles and rad women with neat jackets? And I'm like, yeah, yes, all please, of that I'll sounds that. awesome. <laughs> so the, the Plague Tale Innocence, I, I'm just going to have to be in a particular mood for it right, and then right. maybe I'll be able to actually play it. I think for me, uh, ones that I do want to go back to from this year, uh, I do want to go back and play Control. I want to try Death Stranding. I'm not convinced I'm going to like it, but I want to try it. Uh, And then Greedfall, I want to try. I want to play that one because that looks like a really fun RPG. And and honestly, Disco Elysium too. Like I'm curious enough about Disco Elysium. Now that I've heard so much about it, I, I would also like to give it a shot. So. 
But uh, what a strange name! I know, and but a, I kind of love a it. Very strange name for a game that doesn't appear to be about disco at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, like but I'm I mean, misleading. I'm, the, the name itself is one of the things that makes me be like, I want to play that. It sounds like a new flavor of like Mountain Dew. <laughs> like, oh my god! Amazing. Yes. Can we please have a disco like Elysium cr- theme Mountain Dew? Just like some sort of Red Bull mixed drink that you get at a sketchy club. It's like this is the disco Elysium. Yeah. You're gonna. <laughs> And he's like, well, do I drink okay. this or not? You can, gonna, you can chase whoop, it this chase throw it behind my shoulder. <laughs> you can chase it down with this rave ambrosia. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh man. But overall, I still think even though we I fell behind on some of the recent releases, I still think 2019 was a great year uh in terms of some of the games and in terms of the games I did play. I think 2020 is gonna have some knockout games animal crossing it's the only one i care about yeah animal, animal crossing animal crossing uh, last was part two for me oh and bravely default too. cyberpunk 2077 i that looks like a very um, long game yeah and i'll be so inv- i'm gonna easily play like 400 hours on the switch next year because of animal i'm very crossing excited to see how alone ex- yeah oh it's gonna be so great so uh, i think there are some big things coming out for next year that i think are gonna be some pretty badass games that we're going to be coming across that we're going to be coming across and so those those i definitely want to be up on and i want to stay up on them so i think the big thing is i'm gonna i need to train myself and it's very hard for me to do i'm doing it in jedi fallen order and i'm actually happy that i'm able to do it but the and that is stick with the main story first (laughs) then start like branching out and doing all the exploration i have the very big tendency as we've talked about before to derp around and do all the side things before i want to finish and then you burn yourself out then I burn myself out. It takes months to finish it, and then I get behind. So that was a big thing that happened to me this year. Honestly, that's funny because Ark, uh, friend of the show, and my own good buddy Ark, uh, she was the one that I was playing Stardew Valley with last night on the mm-hmm. multiplayer update. She said almost that exact same thing. Really? She was. I don't remember what game she was talking about playing, but she was like, "My problem, and I just I hate that this keeps happening to me, is that I keep doing all the side quests first, and then I burn out. And it's yeah. like, oh yeah, they should. She she made a joke about like having a word for it or something, but now I can't remember what it was sorry Mark, Mark. let us know if you remember my bad but yeah so like i'm actually doing it very well and sticking to it in fallen order i it like the temptation is there i'm not gonna lie and the first world i did explore a lot of and then i was like what am i doing what am i doing no slap myself out of it and then and was and i've been sticking to the story because i think that's what i need to do and get myself through i actually even forced myself to do it with modern warfare too where i normally would I normally jump into the, the multiplayer first in everything on those games. But then with Modern Warfare, I was like, no, I need to play this story. I need to go through it. I need to experience it in its entirety. Now, I still did play some multiplayer in there. But I still from the I beat it within like the month it came out. And that's very unusual for me. So, uh, so yeah. So, that's I think, is going to be like my big resolution, as it were, for the new year. Is Good just luck. stick to the story, then explore. Another, then explore. <laughs> another reason to play more indie games they're typically shorter <laughs> right which i mean to be fair yeah. i got through quite a few exactly katana zero uh, my friend pedro you know so that i got through and gris and gris so i got through some of those independent games as well well good for us yes good for us and to the next year of what it shall bring indeed animal crossing <laughs> <laughs> well that pretty much wraps up our discussion on our game of the year and the game our get year in review of 2019 we would love to hear of course what your favorite games of the year were your game of the year favorite soundtracks all those good things we would love to hear about it send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com comment in this in below uh, send us message to social media comment to us there we'd love to hear from you but before we go we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight, which this is one that's an upcoming release. It's uh, but it's been teased, and it's one that Mogan is very excited about for because it is a sample tracks have been released from Hollow Knight Silk Song. So there, to be clear, there is still no release date for Hollow Knight Silk Song, the next formal game in the Hollow Knight series, originally supposedly the Hornet DLC, which has now become its own game. Uh, so still no release date. If it comes out in 2020, I will have two games that will be the entire focus of the rest You'll of my whole life. You'll need two switches. I will need two switches. So you can constantly have both games open and be- you can just switch in exactly, between Exactly, because my file sizes are also going to be so big that I'm not going to have enough room for like one, for both games on one switch. But uh, So the two tracks that were released, I'm not going to list both of them, but we're going to play Lace. So these are just samples from Christopher Larkin's own YouTube channel. You can go listen to both of them. Uh, but we're going to feature Lace and it already sounds like a bomb game. It slaps. Uh, so Christopher, uh, somebody mentioned, I, 
I'm not actually sure if it was Christopher Larkin specifically or if it was somebody else. Uh, but in comparison to, no, I think it was on his channel. I think it was I, a video I only heard on his this channel. You, so I, I, I watched some sort of video where they kind of explained it a bit more. Um, previously, Christopher Larkin didn't really have much of a budget when he was doing the Hollow Knight soundtrack, so most of the uh, tracks in that game were produced digitally, digitally, so they were entirely done on a computer. This time, they've got that sweet, sweet Hollow Knight money because it was a smash hit and it yep. deserved it. So they've got tons of budget now, and the uh, Silk Song soundtrack is being recorded with a live symphony orchestra, and in. Uh, uh, in comparison to Hollow Knight's really like piano themed soundtrack overall, uh, Silk Song is going to be much more based in the strings. So I'm really excited to get some amazing string tracks, uh, and Lace is a perfect example. Of oh that. yeah, it's an incredible yeah. song. Get like I, I, of what I've listened to, the Hollow Knight soundtrack, it also is great. But this one, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, I can tell this Your is a live eyes orchestra. Will bleed void from <sighs> listening to it. It's a it's a good song. It's going to so, be amazing. Lace by Christopher Larkin from the upcoming. Silk Song, or Hollow Knight Silk Song. So listen to that after the close of the episode, which is pretty much now. Until next time, everybody, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Mercurimus, see you in 2020. We'll see you in 2020. Stick around for the until the end for the song. We'll see you next year. Mm-hmm.